0: Brain shock. I'm biased opinion, we need both sides. State the facts, my people, we ain't trying to hide. Respect, deserve, just don't cross my line. How the conversation for the nation is what we provide. Fake news on this podcast is not condoned. So tune in on your way to work or on your way home. I'm not a rapper, screw it, I do this on my own. Kept the dollars in my pocket, got on the microphone. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Brain Shack Podcast. My topic lately has been centered around Colin Kaepernick, and this is because this has been a major issue in the U.S. for the past three years. It has affected everyone in the country directly or indirectly. Me, for example, it let me see a lot of people's real character that remained hidden until this very controversy arose. I've recorded a three-part podcast with my friends Mac, a.k.a. your boy, and black mac about our opinions on the matter, and we mostly agree with each other, but for this episode, I'm talking to my friend Tyler, who is on the opposite side of the spectrum. He does not agree with Kaepernick's kneeling or sitting down during the national anthem, and it's very important to know why he feels this way. There are always two sides of the coin, and the best course of action for our country in general is to be able to sit down with people who have opposing views and have a productive conversation. All right. Joining me today is Tyler. Uh, He's a veteran medically retired from the United States Air Force. Um, I was stationed with him in Korea, and I've always thought he was a really, really great guy. Um, We've had some good times together, just like any, excuse me, we've had some great, good times together. And uh, just like any relationship in life, uh, we've had our disagreements along the way. Uh, This is the reason I have them on the podcast today. Not to argue, humiliate, or berate each other. The purpose is to have a healthy conversation so that we both can get an understanding on where each other is coming from. All right. So say hi,
1: Tyler. Hello, everybody. Thanks for uh, (laughs) allowing me to come on your podcast, buddy.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. (laughs) So... One of the first questions I wanted to ask is, what made you actually decide to get on the podcast today?
1: That's a interesting question. I know we've talked a long time over the last couple of years on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, opinions and, you know, world issues going on moreover. So in the in the United States between uh, specifically what we're going to talk about today, Kaepernick and the NFL and the discrimination of certain cultures. So, mm-hmm. I love talking to you. I feel like we've always had good conversations and I feel like uh, I don't know why it's so important to me Mm -hmm. um, to just to talk about this because I feel like it's dividing people over the last couple of years. Yeah. And I feel like people need to talk about it more than Mm -hmm. just having a one sided opinion. People need to get out there because I feel you always feel better when you talk to somebody who may not see the same as you.
0: Yeah.
1: And once you kind of air it out and get over it, everybody kind of is like, you know what? I can see where you're coming from man and i feel like it just it brings people together once they talk so yeah. really i just wanted to talk and uh air out some stuff and, and make people understand things from maybe a different view
0: absolutely man that's that's great man i appreciate you for actually uh coming on uh, and i've definitely appreciated our talks you know throughout the uh, last couple years that um you know like i was saying to you earlier there's always been that level of respect there uh when we talk whether we've had different um views opinions or anything like that there was always a respect factor there so i really appreciate it man
1: right sam here the only thing i was kind of upset about is the credit card number you gave me for my trip over to hawaii to do this <laughs> y- so thanks
0: you're a fool man <laughs> all right <laughs> so 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 just like you, uh tyler was saying earlier we're uh, going to basically touch on the whole uh Kaepernick um, controversy that's been going on for the past few years, if you're not aware, which I'm sure most of you are, if not all of you, uh, in 2016, he decided to uh, sit down um, when the National Anthem was playing. Eventually, he decided to kneel after talking to a former Army Green Beret. After that, Green Beret gave him the suggestion to actually kneel uh, instead of sitting down as, uh, you know, maybe a different... uh, as. As a sign of showing some some kind of respect um obviously that still didn't go well either and so um that was what back in 2016 so here we are 2019 and we're still talking about this issue so i remember when it came up um there was um just like now there's a lot of people are divided on you know one side of the fence um i guess if you could say uh, one of the people just like, uh, I was talking to, to Tyler here. Um, he's had his own specific opinion about it. So could you share with us your opinion about it?
1: Yeah. Um, I'll kind of just do an overview. We'll begin to like specifics, but you okay. know, uh, we were, I think we were in Korea together when this happened. I think it was like preseason 2016 or oh. we had both just left Korea, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I caught wind of it like everybody else on the news. I didn't watch the Niners game. I'm a Niners fan, so I didn't see it firsthand. But um, <clears throat> So, you know, the guy, Niels, um, he wants to bring up some discussion about what's going on, some discrimination in the black community from police officers. Really, it was about, you know, oppressing people, and the cops due to the to black community. And you don't know that at first. All you see is firsthand a young kid making tens of millions of dollars a year. Privilege to play in the NFL as a good athlete. Mm-hmm. And he at, at first, I was, I was very upset. I mean, the guy's kneeling. I'm like, why would he kneel? Why in the world would you use this platform and the single thing that unites this country, the United States flag and the national anthem? Why would you try to divide everyone the way that he's doing it? Mm-hmm. And that's really my opinion. I, I didn't agree with it. I still don't agree with the way it's being done or the other players that have followed him is, I mean, it's went all the way into the WNBA into the U S women's soccer team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't agree with maybe doing it on that stage. I think, I think once you make a note of it, uh, of your disagreements and how certain communities treat other cultures, I think it's going to get out there. And I think there's things you can do that will better it instead of using the platform that you've been given to, I guess, basically some would say disrespect, um, the country, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, <clears throat> over time, uh, things have gotten different. I've understood definitely what he was doing. I mean, it takes courage. Mm-hmm. Could, I couldn't imagine. Could you imagine being in your early 20s, getting paid tens of millions of dollars a year, coming off, you know, an amazing season as a starting quarterback, mm-hmm. and then the next year deciding to take a knee and risk your uh, everything you've ever known in the NFL? I mean, what would you do?
0: Yeah, uh, it's definitely an interesting um – way to look at it. And I and I I also excuse me. I also want to share like the growth uh and and what I see that you're saying because I remember man. I remember you were you were heated. <laughs> you were you were heated at first and I remember our conversations that we would have, you know, back and forth or whatever. It was like I said it was always on a respectful level. But um I could just tell by uh as time has gone on and just what you've said today you know, um just how you've worded everything, like how you've taken things into account, whether that be from other people or 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 from our conversations um alone um I think that um in that situation um i can't I could say me personally, I probably would have never even thought of using that way as a platform to uh to bring that to light, right. Um, as far right. as kneeling or sitting down, and this is not me uh, criticizing him. Um, this is just me saying that I, that would have never came up across my mind to do it like that. Uh, it's definitely right. it was definitely a hell of a way to um, get attention, right? Um, I think that for me, if anything, I would have used my my platform and I would have you know spoken out and said something, you know, like you know, whether it be in an interview, uh whatever you know he's famous starting quarterback for the you know san francisco 49ers at the time that would have been what i would have done but again this is not me criticizing him i just would have never even thought to use that but it was it was obviously effective
1: but um, yeah i mean you're right i mean you know when this happened you know three years ago but preseason 16 was when it first happened Mm -hmm. um you're right. I mean, I was livid. I voiced my opinion. I thought it was very disrespectful. Um, only because, you know, the veteran side of the country, and like I said before, you know, there's a lot of problems in this country. Nothing gets fixed overnight. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a new problem every year. It's, there's ongoing stuff. It's been happening for decades and decades, and, and no one really knows how to fix it. Mm-hmm. So you have these voices of reason that come through every few years. <clears throat> that unite people and unify people. And it's great. They're, they get some momentum on their cause. And then it just seems like it just starts over again with something else in like a year or two. Yeah. So it's, you know, I was very heated at the very beginning. I didn't agree with him. I didn't, I didn't agree with this platform to me. And a lot of military people it was kind of respectful because the pride that we have in ourselves as a military person, it all comes back to the flag. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that can be as cheesy as you want i mean some guys do it for the money some people do it for this some people do it for that whatever but really i mean under one canopy the united states flag it is a it's a binding brotherhood and sisterhood that unites all people no matter where you're from no matter who you are what you do people look up to that i mean look at after 9-11 yeah. there was no se- september 12th, 2011 man We were incredibly strong. Everybody backed everybody, and it was all under the canopy of the flag. Yeah. Now, the problem is, when someone's trying to pick on your brother, you're going to defend him, correct? Correct. If you're picking on your brother, it gets a little bit more complicated. (laughs) So if if everything stays internal, it's going to be a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. So it's not as cut and dry. So Kaepernick realized that, and he decided to go forward with kneeling to bring to highlight you know, discrimination to the black culture from moreover the, the police officers in various communities. And he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It happens all the time. It's sad. But it also happens not just to blacks, not just to, to Hispanics, not just to whites. It happens to everybody. They like to the highlight in the black community because there was maybe, I guess I would say more aggressive cases or more dangerous cases, if you will. Um, but then again, it comes back down to you only know really what the news is telling you unless you hear it from someone else. Yeah. So it's hard to find true facts in the world Mm -hmm. unless you live in that community because, I mean, like we talked about before, you know the news is one-sided. Oh, yeah. So if they're going to all of a sudden, okay, let's go after cops and let's go after the aggression and prosecution of black people, low-income communities in the projects or inner city, okay, let's highlight that. So for the next month, all they're going to televise is the – aggressive stance that police officers white and black have on inner city or let's say you know underprivileged black people so it kind of gets you fired up for the next month you know what i mean yeah i think think go ahead i'm sorry oh go ahead go
0: ahead um so you remember uh you remember like a couple months ago when i was like railing on uh jesse smollett right yep so it's stuff like that right um I think so. You you have a guy and he's he's rich and and uh, you know he's on TV, he's famous and stuff like that. And then he just he makes up this this whole scenario, you know. And I don't I don't understand why anybody believed it initially to begin with, you know, because it was just it was outlandish the shit that he was saying. Yeah, it was so
1: far fetched. It was, so it was yeah. crazy.
0: Uh, but you know whatever he did it right, so he did it, and it pissed me off so bad because. The number one thing I was thinking was, fuck. Now here's a situation that people are gonna use and say, see, see, I told you it was bullshit. This stuff doesn't happen. You know? And, and it definitely that, does
1: not help when you have some momentum on your side, you know?
0: Yeah. And 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 it it pissed me off so bad. And I think not even I think, I know that the media is uh very complicit in this because that that is what happens. What happens is one side, whether whatever side it may be, will be presented. And that'll be the only side that is presented or whatever, right? So it's obviously it's obviously two sides of the coin. Right. And so the people that's on the other side that's uh I guess not being talked about, then you you have that resentment over there. And then you have the other people where they're getting this news that's supporting their views all the time. They're content. And you have to have a person that that can weed through the bullshit and say, hey, you know, I'm only hearing about shit that supports my view. I'm only hearing about one side. Like, I think the thing that made me the the most angry when um, Kaepernick did all this stuff was that um, I think a lot of people could have understood the anger from, you know, people. Uh, people being mad he sat down during the uh, national anthem but the thing is nobody was trying to hear anything that uh, i think that i said my community was saying you know i i felt like when it was being brought up the immediate response was that doesn't happen it doesn't happen there's no racism you know oh, we right, ju- right. we just had a black president for the last eight years how's there any racism you know? Yeah,
1: whoever said that was, that was a really stupid comment. Yeah. I think you guys talked about that on your on, on the episode one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Whoever
1: said there's no racism because we had a black president, it was like the dumbest thing I've ever heard.
0: Absolutely. and And so, I mean, just from experience, you know, and I think you know me well enough, like I'm not walking around just like sagging my pants, looking like a thug or, you know, any kind of crazy stuff or whatever like that. But, like, it's happened to me. It's happened to me before. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen to other people, but I've I've literally done, I mean, not done studies. I've read studies and everything like that where they've done them on cops. Heck, they even do it on children, these studies, where they show them a white face and a black face, right? And they say, you know, who's the bad kid or who's more aggressive or something like that. And this goes down as low as kids in like preschool where they always pick like that black person. So for whatever reason, obviously there's this uh, thing in our society where it's, I feel like cops are already automatically on edge, you know, when, when they come, when they encounter um, a black person, you know what I'm saying?
1: Um, No, I agree, man. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think when, when, when heightened, when heightened or your, you know, your alerts are heightened being a, a, Let's just use your example as a young black male. Uh, you know, let's say you get pulled over in your car with a bunch of your buddies, right? All mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if I'm a police officer, it's I don't know what it is. It's almost like human nature. It's almost what we've, what we've been bred to understand. But, I mean, obviously, you're going to have a heightened alert. Mm-hmm. I think I would with anyway, with anybody, you know, with four, four males in a vehicle, I'm getting ready to pull over. Depending on where you're at in the world, mm-hmm. what community or what city you're in, mm-hmm. um, that has a lot to do with it, too, I think. But of course, there's going to be a heightened alert for both sides,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and <clears throat> if there's any kind of like confrontation um, between the two, moreover from the driver, if he's if he's refusal to just listen, and I don't know sometimes there's not given a chance. Um, I think it just when you're in a heightened state like that, you start to go with your emotion, mm-hmm. and accidents happen, problems happen, people become aggressive when they shouldn't be aggressive. And I think it just, it happens all too often. And it's like, so what do you do? You have cops that are being abused. I mean, just look at all the stuff that's been going on lately, right? Cops are supposed to be the good guys, and they're not all the good guys, but they took an oath to defend people of communities. And then you have communities that are being bullied by these cops and being almost oppressed by these cops. And these two people meet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, of course, if it's looked on by the eyes of someone else, they may fare with the cop because obviously he's a police officer. He said training. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if it's the kid who gets hurt, or the person, or the woman, or whoever, the community's gonna back that person because they're a part of the community. So you get into that, this really weird like turf war between the cops and certain communities in certain mm-hmm. cities. And it's like, how do you get over this? I mean, how do you, how do you get over it? How do you get over it? I mean, mentally or emotionally, as a police officer or as a young person. I mean, if I was getting oppressed by cops in my city, mm-hmm. and they targeted me or my family or my my friends, yeah, I would walk in yard a little bit. I wouldn't want to be around them. I wouldn't want to associate with them. Mm-hmm. But then it's, how do you become a cop in these places? Like, what does the cop do? You know what I mean? It's like it's, it only goes so far. You can you can be the most understanding person. You can agree with them, you can say everything, but because you're wearing a uniform, you have a target on your back.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: and it's almost looked like that, vice versa, with some of these inner city communities, mm-hmm. and especially with stuff that's been going on, like over on the west coast, like Portland, man, it's crazy. Like telling all the cops they should commit suicide because they're like they're like from the devil or something. It's crazy.
0: Oh, I haven't, I haven't. I had have to look into that. I haven't heard anything. Oh before. yeah,
1: man, look up Portland. All the, uh, I don't know if it was a BLM movement in Portland. Mm-hmm or an Antifa movement, I can't remember who it was, but they were screaming like to all the cops they should commit suicide because they were oppressing something. And it's just, yeah, you have to look it up. It's crazy. You know,
0: and that's something else that that irritates me so bad because you have, uh, okay, so you have these people. Like, I can go out there right now and I can get my own group of friends and I can say, okay, we're a part of Black Lives Matter, right? And And whatever... Um, actions that we display out there—that is going to be attributed to that group, right? And right. I think that's that's the issue because Black Lives Matter is not supposed to be—it's not supposed to be like a violent group, you know. They're not supposed to be out there, you know, just like just going around, you know, yelling insults and stuff like that. These are people that are attached themselves on to that to that movement. So now, you, anytime you hear Black Lives Matters, it just sounds like this big, huge negative thing, like. They hate white people, or you know, uh, and 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 it's not that's not how it's supposed yeah. to be. It's just like you know when uh, the whole Michael Brown shooting happened, you know, a few years back, and then you know you had some people looting, but it wasn't um, the way that the media portrayed it or whatever. It seemed like it was like this crazy fracas that was going on, but it was literally I forgot how how they made it look or whatever, but. It was literally like like one scene that they kind of like kept playing from different angles or something like that that made it look like a freaking war zone where it really wasn't happening like that,
1: you know. Right. that's the problem. That's the problem when you start these things is you never, as the founder or creator of something, you have good intention behind you, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you lay it all out. You get recognized by people like you know like Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Dude kneeled down on the field because of a cause he believed in more power to him. Do a lot of people agree with how he did it? No. Mm -hmm. The people I think maybe years later understand maybe what he was doing. Mm -hmm. I think, yes. I mean, I've definitely changed. I've changed my understanding Mm -hmm. of why it was done. Do I still think the guys that are doing it today have just cause? No. Mm -hmm. Anybody who after 2016, anybody today who's now for the last couple of years, it is a waste of time. And all you're trying to do is get yourself roped into this community as a (laughs) as a as a pillar of that community it's a waste of time dude no one cares it -hmm. still frustrates people Mm -hmm. no one cares anymore guys that are doing it this year in the nfl guys did it last year in the nfl dude it's over okay the whole thing's over and i I think that it's becoming more influential this year because now the nfl is looking at they hired jay-z and his label to provide entertainment to the nfl Mm-hmm. And people are mad at Jay Z because he used to back Kaepernick years ago. And so you're creating like a weird dilemma to where Jay Z's taking this money <laughs> from the NFL, but Kaepernick is still banned from the NFL because no one's going to hire him. He's just, no one wants to hire someone with problems. So and I've said it from day one, mm-hmm. and this is just my opinion. <clears throat> They're paid an outrageous amount of money to play football. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean, gifted, you know, gifted and talented people, I think, deserve to have that platform. And it's an, it's an amazing entertainment. I love football. But when you start to mix in your work with what you're paid to do, with what you want to do in the outside world, that's where I have to draw the line. Mm-hmm. I don't like people bringing their opinions and what they feel onto a field, a 100-yard field, where they're, played, they're paid outrageous amounts of money. I think that if you want to protest something like we've talked about, bring it up. Do you see Colin Kaepernick down in these communities? I will give him this. I know he said that he's going to donate a million dollars in 2016. He has since done that to, I believe, 10 different charities. Mm-hmm. So I got that. dude kept his promise. But what else has he done? I think he's almost blackened his eye more than he's helped it, except for I, – I, I mean, let's just take, for example <clears> – <throat> excuse me – in – what was it 2016 like middle of season and towards the end of season when uh Kaepernick showed up for practice and he had on the uh, uh the pig socks the pig socks yeah like dude I got you trying to stand up for something but now you're taking it to a whole different level
0: yeah
1: now you're like I, I don't know how to explain it but now you're now you're just like I don't know how would I don't know how to explain it but you show up with pig socks on, like a blatant disrespect to law enforcement. Now you're getting a huge bad taste in their mouth. And it's, it's almost going to create the divide even more, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think happened? What was on his mind when he was wearing those socks? And what do you think the reaction's been since he wore them?
0: I, see, when I seen that, I was like, holy shit. Like, you know what I mean? And, and this is my dilemma right here, right? So I'm, I'm all for him doing what he did initially. I'm 150% behind it. That was his right, and that was the way he wanted to do it, and he brought awareness to it. But I've never been a person to where I'm just going to blindly follow people. You see what I'm saying? Just because I rock with right. you on one subject doesn't mean that I'm going to support you behind every little thing you do. Me, I don't understand the meaning behind uh, him you know, doing the cop the, the pig socks, uh, you know, thing. I don't understand that because in my response, it's just like I'll never call you know white people the c word, right? Because I feel like if I call you the c word, then and in, in return, how can I get mad when you call me the n word? What
1: are you talking about you talking about cracker?
0: Yeah, I I just don't say <laughs> it. I
1: just I just don't say it, man. So right,
0: right. you know, that's just how how I look at it. You know, I won't I won't say it. Um, right. And and the same thing, like. I wouldn't go and wear, you know, cops or pig socks. And now, okay, so what you're doing is you're saying all cops you know, are are this way. And it's not. And if you do that, then how can we... I get mad when people look at black people and say, all black people are this way. So, so that's my dilemma with Kaepernick, right, you know, um, in this whole process because... He he did that, which is great, you know, and he's donated donated over two million dollars to different um <clears throat> charities and stuff like that. He has his own oh, is it two million? Yeah, yeah. It's over, it's over to he he pledged a million, he's donated over two. Um okay. he has his own uh like charity organization teaching um at risk youth about you know their their rights, you know, and, and in right. reference to police situations, etc. So he's done done that as far as the work goes, but The thing is, we don't need another person, in my opinion, we don't need another person that's just going to, I guess, be militant the whole time about it. Because at a point, you know, it's just like with the NFL, how do you think you're going to get further along to your, you know, or closer to your objective or meet your objective when you're at odds with the, the very people who control it? You can't, get exactly con- it. Yeah, you can't get control if they're not willing to give it up. You can't bogart your way in. So to me, it made sense the way that Jay-Z did it. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because it's like, yep. okay, you I can keep kneeling, but what the hell? Okay, 2019, everybody knows what the kneeling is for. The kneeling right. doesn't get us any closer, but what Jay-Z did does. You see what I'm saying? Exactly,
1: dude. You hit that. That is exactly that was that was. I've I've heard a lot of bad things in the last you know week. Must have been a week, ten days since they signed Jay Z in the in this label, mm-hmm. whatever it's been. I've heard so many bad things on from both sides, but I think the important thing that Jay Z brings, he's a powerful influencer, people or a person mm-hmm. in the black community. I mean, not just for his rap music. I mean, he's a rap legend. But I mean. <laughs> For everything he's done um, for his people, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. But I think the thing that he brings, he brings an understanding of what's going on. He brings a platform in which to use to, uh, if you want to use the word, uh, unite the NFL and its viewers back onto the same page. He, he brings talking points to the table that Kaepernick refuses to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big thing with, with Kaepernick. I never, I never agreed with what he did. I understand what he did. I didn't agree with it. I know he talked to many people. I mean, Marshawn Lynch, There's people to this day that know does, doesn't know Marshawn Lynch did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't kneel. He stayed in the locker room and wouldn't come out for the national anthem. One now,
0: time he did. He, he sat before too and ate a banana. He did.
1: He did. Yeah. Now it's like, you would never know that because he's not out. It, 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 he just, he went about it differently. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. knew there was something going on. He just, he steered it differently than Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the, when he started losing credi- credibility to me was when he came out for a cause, which I agree with, and I think most people do agree with it. If you don't, then you're living under a rock, and you don't understand what's going on in this world. <clears throat> um, and then he degraded himself by wearing those stupid pig socks, which was really dumb. And then he did it again when he had to think it's been two or three times he's wore Fidel Castro shirts. And oh, yeah. I don't understand in your mind – why you would fight for the oppressed and then wear someone who's one of the biggest oppressors of our, of our history and wear him on a t-shirt.
0: So that was one of the reasons why, so you know how people say he's been banned from the NFL, right? So right. he had a, um, a job offer from the, the Ravens and the, yep. and the dolphins are oh, opportunities. Right. So he didn't yep. get the one from the Ravens because his girlfriend, which I think yep. I think she talks way too much, man. Because she says that was on Twitter, about, right?
1: She tweeted mm-hmm. a bunch
0: of stuff. Yeah, she said something about the owner. So he was like, you know, if I'm the owner of the team and you bad mouthing me, like I'm not gonna sign you. So that's number yep, one, you're gone. And then number two, I mean, you can't get signed by the Miami Dolphins, one of the biggest Cuban populations, and you've worn that shirt. The backlash should be, you know, outlandish. So mm-hmm. that was another opportunity gone right there. And, and exactly, so, and that's
1: kind of where I started losing credibility in him is when he did stuff like that and then it kind of has been died down for a couple years and then what was it, the beginning of this year mm-hmm. when nike decided to endorse him and make that uh what is it uh stand for anything even if it means losing everything
0: yeah let's start all right everyone that was part one of my podcast with tyler you probably couldn't tell from the discussion but there were a few times in the past i started to think damn Tyler might be a racist, but that was just my misunderstanding of what he was saying. Since that initial conversation, Tyler has grown tenfold, and I have as well. I could have wrote him off and thought the worst of him, but instead, I decided to always approach him with respect and explain my viewpoint. In response, he always did the same, and we gained a better understanding of one another. Now that's what America needs more of. In the meantime, stay on the lookout for part two of this episode and don't forget to head over to Brainshack.org, that's O-R-G, for all official Brainshack apparel. Until next time, everyone.
1: This production has been brought to you by (laughs) Brainshack.